0: Hey everyone, it's Pastor Eddie from River of Life. Just want to say thank you for joining us on our podcast. Now let's get ready to hear a word from the Lord today. What does God want to speak to our hearts today? So come on, open your Bibles, open your hearts, and let's get into the Word. You ready for the Word now? How He's ready for the Word now? Come on, won't you stand with me? Open your Bibles to Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. And I am excited about Easter is coming, so we get to make up for last year. So the, you could come with double pastels, you could come with, uh, you could wear two hats if you want. Come on, you come, uh, we're going to make up for it last year, amen? We're going we're gonna to worship God, we got to put folks on the balcony, which we have already had some uh, to do that for different reasons, but we're going to do that. Tune in online, yeah, I get it. If you're, especially in a COVID situation or you're out of the area, take advantage of live stream. Uh, But it's time to get into the house of God. Amen. It's time to get into the house of God and uh, you're going to be blessed for it. And I just thank God that he didn't send an email when he sent Jesus. I mean, uh, amen. I'm I'm so glad he didn't FaceTime from heaven. Amen. And say, uh, well, you just log in. I appreciate live stream. We're always going to have it. And we've been able to minister to people, like I said, that can't get here and out of the area. But other than that, it's time to get in the house of God. Luke chapter 19, we've been following Jesus as he's been headed uh, for Jerusalem, which he's coming in here right now in uh, this passage of scripture. He's entering in that final week of Passion Week, and he stops through a city of Jericho. Uh, But we've been following Jesus in his ministry as he's been purposely and intentionally connecting with people to lead them to the father in a series we've called table talks here in Luke chapter 19. Jesus is, uh, we pick up a story where he has, he's coming to Jericho. He just healed a blind man, performed a miracle right there uh, in the middle of the street, and it got a lot of attention, of course. And then Jesus moves through the city of Jericho and he makes his focus and his attention for an encounter with a man to be transformed by his grace, a man named Zacchaeus. And uh, my heart today, I'm praying that people's lives will be transformed through this little short story. Your life can be changed and transformed when today on this service. That's a bold statement. Do you believe that? This man had no idea that his life was getting ready to change. He had no idea what was getting ready to happen. And that's what I love about God. You just never know. Uh, And so Luke chapter 19, let's pick it up in verse 1. Then Jesus entered and he passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and he was rich. He was a chief tax collector of Jericho. So he was very wealthy. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but he could not because of the crowd, for he was short stature. So he ran ahead and he climbed up into a sycamore tree to see Jesus, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he saw him and he said, Zacchaeus, Make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste. One translation says, immediately he came down, and he received him joyfully. Now, watch this. But when they saw it, who's they? It's always they. There's always a they. When they saw it, they complained. And they said, He's going in to be a guest with a man who is a sinner? Then Zacchaeus, so they went into the house, they had some a conversation. Then Zacchaeus stood and he said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I've taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I will restore fourfold. Jesus said to him, Truly, one translation says, Truly, today, salvation has come to this man's house. Because he is also, he's also a son of Abraham. And then Jesus gives us his mission statement. For the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. I want to talk today uh, about transformation at the table. Transformation at the table. Father, thank you for your word and for preserving this story that we can read and And uh, glean and learn from today and apply it to our lives. I pray, God, that people, when they watch, they're watching and listening here in the gym, Lord, that they would be just uh, touched by your Holy Spirit, God. And I do pray that today would be the day for a true transformation in the hearts of people. Father, we need that today more than ever. Is a true change, God. That's why you came. You came to seek and to save that which was lost And I pray you do that today in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. This is one of the most popular uh, short stories in the New Testament. It's one of the most famous, it's it's the biggest short story about uh, a short little man in the New Testament. For many different reasons. One is because, uh, you know, maybe because he's got a famous song that's associated with this little story. Some of you may be watching this. Go, man! I never never even heard of this story. So why are you saying it's the most popular? I've never even heard it. Well, let let me show you. Let's see who we got with us today. Uh, If you remember uh, this little this little song, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and yeah, he clapped. Lord, yeah, that's good. All right, give yourself a hand for that. That's good. You see that? See, VBS wasn't a waste of time. Come on, somebody. Amen. That's a, the that's a first song I remember learning at Grace Assembly of God downstairs in Children's Church. And it, it's got a cute little song, and we're going to teach it, remember that, and that's, that's really good. So that's the only New Testament encounter, actually, that has a little song with it, if you think about it. And it's still with us here to this day. So, uh, so that's one thing that it's famous for. It's all also famous because he was a short man and he did some great things. I mean, no, you can't uh, underestimate short people. Come on, short people. I, I, I mean, you know, if you look throughout the Word of God, I've learned that short people are God's favorite. Come on, somebody. They, they, they just really are. I mean, try telling it to Goliath that, uh, you know, when he asked for Israel's best warrior, and they were going to send out the biggest man, but instead, here comes this short little dude named David. Come on, somebody. I mean, that's Uh, you got to put yourself in the story. And for me, being uh, physically challenged, I find myself in many of these stories. And so, um, yeah, so that's really, really awesome that he was a short little man. But, I mean, short men do some great things. You you know, dynamite comes in a small package, amen? Uh, I don't know if Tomas is here today, but he would say, big game in a small frame, amen? I mean, shout out to Tomas, amen? I mean, just yesterday at at the men's thing. Uh, Josiah the littlest guy of us all I mean hit two of those skeets with a shotgun I mean that was I was like whoa I was just surprised he held the 12 gauge amen but shot two of them dudes amen so that's a under he did better than I did I think and so so he's known the story is known for it's the song of course it's known for him being a short little man but in all seriousness this story contains all the ingredients For a true conversion and a true transformation of a person's life. I mean, in eight verses, you have a guy who's the most hated person in Jericho. He's one of the most wealthiest persons in Jericho because uh, unlike Matthew, which Kavar did such an excellent job a few weeks ago in teaching of the table talk of Jesus and Matthew, Matthew was a tax collector. Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector. It was like his boss. And Jericho was a very uh, luxurious city. It was built by Herod, and anything Herod built was beautiful. We saw that over in Israel when we went firsthand and saw some of the remains of his structures that he built. I mean, he was a fascinating, um, just a brilliant architect. I mean, Masada, all that that's still there, it was built by Herod. And Jericho was the first city that people saw coming into Jerusalem. So he wanted to make sure it was as elaborate as it could be. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful city, and Zacchaeus was the chief IRS dude over the whole region. So he he has some he has some chatter, he has some change, he has some money. He was a very distinguished. He was a. It even says it, and he was a rich man. And so, he's. But I want you to see that he goes from. In order to get that wealth, he had to betray his family. He also uh, had to just, you know, be one of those guys. He was the most hated person. I mean, no one likes uh, an IRS or someone like that anyway, especially someone like that, right? I mean, they be kind of like, whenever the IRS gives you a letter, it's usually not good. Uh, okay, so Zacchaeus was all about that, but he was, he, it, it goes deeper with tax collectors. I mean, these guys would would scam, they would... They would uh, take robbery pe- just about people. They would take advantage of folks. And so even their own people, him being a Jewish man, uh, he still like joined the team of the Romans. He was a sellout, if I could say it like that. It's how the Jewish people and community looked at him. He was ostracized. He was a part of the problem. And, uh, and so they, he, they hated this man. And he goes from being this very greedy, selfish, selfish-minded person That's all about him. And in eight verses, he becomes this person that says, I am going to give half of everything I own to the poor. And if I've mistreated anyone, I'm going to pay them back and pay them back fourfold. I want you to see that. He's the only person in the whole Bible, in the whole New Testament, that Jesus says, this dude is saved. Only person. I mean, the disciples... Didn't even get that. Peter, I don't think, ever got that, okay? In fact, Jesus told him the opposite. Peter, you ain't even saved today. Come on. Tell the person next to you, never mind. Just look here. I mean, that's Peter. Jesus looked at him and called him Satan. He said, man, I mean, Peter struggled. All the disciples always struggled. This dude, in eight verses, in eight verses, ends up being the poster child of Christianity. So what did he do? What, what happened in his life, and I, this time of year, is like there's so much pressure on pastoring and in churches because there's so many people right now that are praying that their lost loved, loved ones will come to Easter service or will tune in and, and will watch, and there's so many Christians right now that are, that are praying, God, let this be the year that my son comes back to you or my, my wife you know, surrenders her life to Jesus. And there's so many people, we're praying for you that are lost. We pray regularly, God, save souls. And we thank God for those that have gotten saved through this season, this crazy season. I want you to listen up because this is an example of true salvation. Not just, you know, some people just kind of join the church and they kind of come in and they go through the motions and you get other people that are, they get so saved. This is an example of someone who gets so saved. So I want to focus more on Zacchaeus today than Jesus. All the other times it's usually Jesus. Uh, He does obviously make a huge step on finding Zacchaeus and publicly calling him. But most of the work done here was done by Zacchaeus. So let me just start by saying that we are the only person that is responsible for our own spiritual development. I mean, God is in heaven, and he's not up there saying, let's make a deal. He's in heaven saying, this is the deal. I already sent my son to die for you. In fact, the scripture says, if you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. Who makes the first move? We do. And so, you got, I mean, there's a lot of times that people just say, you know, I used to think that. God, if you're really wanting people to get saved, I mean, open the sky, you know, and just just say something. Make yourself known, then people will repent. You'll find in the word of God that God did that and even more and people still didn't believe. Remember the the, the man that went to hell actually said, God, let me out of here so I'll go back and I'll warn my family that this thing is real, that there is a heaven and there is a hell. Please let me just come out of this place and and I'll go back. I got five brothers. Remember what he said? I got five brothers and I need to warn them that, Jesus, you are true so they don't come back to this place. And And Abraham said, listen, they got preachers on the planet. They got River of Life that comes out every Sunday. They got church at every corner. They got preachers everywhere you look, every YouTube video you can think of that we just skip right by telling people. And if they don't believe them, they won't even believe you when you come back from the dead. Come on. Don't let me off two weeks without preaching. I'm telling you, I just come back. I, but, I, I, but we got to be shaken a little bit out of this, this this little thing in our mind that we're just okay, and that Christianity is just something that we, if we're interested in. And I want you to look at Zacchaeus, and the first thing you see in his life is he moved from being curious to determination. Everybody say determination. Determination is something. This is how you get transformed. I've had people. I'll never forget the first time I ever shared. My uh, testimony was up at the Sheboygan revival that mom and dad were were doing a revival up in Sheboygan, Michigan, up at the tip of the hand there. Those of you outside of Michigan, don't be jealous. We can tell you where we're from. by That's a Michigan thing. Come on, amen. And drink a pop while we're doing it. Amen. So (laughs) it was a revival up there, and dad said, hey, why don't you share your story? And, man, yeah, I, I don't even know what I said. I said something about Jesus sat back down. But I remember at the little fellowship there, one of the elders, elderly woman of God, uh, she had a hard time seeing. She sat right next to me and she couldn't see, so she liked to reach her hand over and and she touched my hand. And she's been serving God, her and her husband, for, for a long time. And I remember she said, she said, you know, your story is really powerful and I thank God for it, but I'm kind of interested in why you got saved, what led you up to that moment? She said, because I've been in church and I've heard some great preachers and I've tried everything and I got a daughter that is not serving God. And so I've learned to start changing my prayer around to not just, you know, do this and do that. God, I want you, I want to find out what do they need to do to find Jesus God? Uh, So I want you to tell me, how was it for you? What led you up to that moment? And really... You know, it wasn't about you know the message I heard. It wasn't about where I went, the service I was a part of. It wasn't about the culture of the church. It wasn't about the paint on the wall. It wasn't about the songs that they sung. This woman wanted to know what was going on in my heart. What? And th- and let me be honest with you. That's what really matters. Because you can come into the church and have the best worship, the best this, the best that, lights and everything else. But if the presence of God is not there, if He is not working, the Holy Spirit's not working, then it's just a waste of everybody's time i mean you tell me if you remember the color of the paint at the church you got saved at very few will remember unless it's bright yellow and polka dotted you probably don't remember you probably don't remember much of that service but somewhere along the line god has been working with you i would say even before you made it to that service he was setting you up and that's what god does he was said he was setting zacchaeus up But I want you to see what Zacchaeus did. Zacchaeus immediately separated himself from the crowd because he wasn't just curious, he has some determination. And you've got to have some determination in your life if you're going to really go after God. You see, there was a crowd. The Bible says that he had to run ahead of the crowd. I love that verse. It says that Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus, but he could not because of the crowd. So many people are right there. They really want Jesus. They really want God, but they cannot. They, they, they want Jesus, but they, they, really, they really cannot, and it's usually because of the crowd, and they stop right there. These people were, were just uh, more curious. The crowd was just more curious. When Jesus came, they were like, you know, uh, I wasn't willing to go to Bethany, even though he rose Lazarus from the dead. Uh, but since he's in my own hometown, I guess I'll come out and see this Jesus. You know, I, I, since he's making his way this way, I, I, guess, uh, I guess he'll come out. You got people like that. You got people, you know. The Bible says that a, that a lazy man will put his hand to the plate of food but won't even bring it to his mouth. You ever hear that saying? You can bring a horse to water but you can't make it drink. And I'm telling you, this is huge with people that are not experiencing that transformation in their life. And I've I've tried everything. I've tried getting people uh, to think about this and think about that. But I've learned that sometimes it's not what I say. It's in that individual. It's that person. Proverbs says it like this. He says, the soul of a lazy man desires but has nothing. But the soul of a determined man will have success. A a a man that has no determination, he just desires but He has nothing. I wish that my life could change. I wish I had God in my life. I wish I had hope. I wish I had that joy. I wish I had that ability to make it through a pandemic and, and, and not, you know, have all of these other things that helps me go to sleep at night. I, I wish I did have that, that hope and that peace and that joy that you have. Well, I'm here to tell you that you can have it, but it's going to take more than just being curious. You need some determination. Zacchaeus said, you know what, the crowd is in my way, but I'm not going to stop. A lot of people just give up. Oh, well. Hey, there's one lady coming to our church for a while. And, man, I went and spent so much time with them and their family. they just in the bottom of, of this life, just threw everything at them. And, and I ministered to them, man, just hours pouring into them. And, man, God can do this. And they're like, yeah, I know. I've seen what God did in your life and prayed with them. And, man, we had like a really awesome time on that service. And we were like, Woo! I, I mean, in their home. It was beautiful what God was doing. I was so excited. Come Sunday, they weren't there. I can't tell you how many times that has happened. Been in jail. Oh, man, they'll pray for you. They'll pray right along with you five times. You get a person saved five times in jail. I mean, that's just, that's just how it is. This person went there, and I was like, man, what happened, you know? And later I found out, I was like, hey, so, man, we missed you at Sunday. What happened? Well, you know, we were on our way to church, and I got on the freeway, got the kids dressed and everything, and there was traffic as far as you can see. I I turned right around and just went home. (laughs) This was before live stream. So they went home and had no church, and I'm thinking, come on. You could not just sit in traffic for 10 minutes to get what God wants for your life you got to have determination. Some people are more determined to get that video game than anything else. They're more determined to get, to get something that they really want. It's determination. This is what makes the difference between Zacchaeus and the crowd. He was willing to overcome the crowd. The crowd is, is something that holds so many people back. But without determination, you're not going to move any obstacles. And you got to remove some obstacles in your life if you really want to get transformed by God. I said, you got to have some determination in your life if you want to move some obstacles out of your life, if you want to be transformed for God. If you really want God to transform your life, it's going to take some determination. So he ran ahead of the crowd. He could have stopped right there and was like, man, you know, because the crowd keeps so many people back from serving God. But he said he ran ahead of the crowd. He climbed the tree. (laughs) Again, this is like, this is like, the head of the mafia, okay? This is like, uh, you know, I want make you a deal, you can't refuse. This kind of guy, this is, the, this, is, this is like the man, okay? This is that kind of guy. Dressed really nice, he, extortion is what he's known for, he just takes, I mean, he's just, he's just a rotten kind of dude. He's like the bomb, that's how these chief tax collectors were, it's all about the money. Very tough, very mean. And he's running down the streets of Jericho. First of all, have you ever seen an adult just running? When you see an adult running, you better look. <laughs> I mean, you see, you see kids running all the time. You know, you see a dude running in an Ar- Armani suit. You're going to look. Okay, what's up? Especially if you're from E-course. Okay, what's up? I mean, what, should I be running? You know what I'm saying? I don't know what's going on. You're gonna, you, when you see somebody running, that's going to get your attention. I want you to see Zacchaeus took off running. And then he climbed a tree. When's the last time you climbed a tree, mom and dad? When's the last time you climbed a tree for Christ? Come on, I mean, can we start that? The point I'm making this is it wasn't just climbing a tree. This man was overcoming his pride. You know what keeps most people from serving God and getting transformed by the power of God? It isn't the sermon. It isn't the song. It isn't this. It isn't the style. It's their pride. It's simply, how am I gonna look if I go to church? How am I gonna look if I really start selling out and become, what are people, what are they gonna say about me? What are they gonna say if I really stop going there on Friday nights and and if I really start living for God? What are they gonna say to me? And look at this man, Zacchaeus. He said, man, I'm determined. I'm determined to move some obstacles out of the way. And I don't care. I'm not even going to let my pride get in the way. I'm going to climb this tree if i got to climb a tree. In fact, I would say that he went from climbing a tree. If you read it, he climbed a tree and then scooted out on the limb. And he purposely positioned himself just for a slight little glimpse of Jesus when he came that way. I want you in my opinion, he went from determination to Desperation. If you really want to see a transformation in your life, you've got to move from desperate. You got to move from determination to desperation. You got to become desperate for God. Can I talk about desperation for a moment? I think this is what's missing in so many people's lives is they're just not desperate enough for Jesus. The woman that got discouraged by a couple of cars on the freeway, let me be blunt with you, she just wasn't desperate enough. And so many, just their problem is not a devil, it's not anything else, they just are not desperate enough. But I want you to see that determination Births desperation. Some people think it's the feeling you got to get desperate first. No, no, you stay determined. You got to put some goals in your life. You got to put some. When God began to work in my life, there were there were two years that I didn't really tell anybody what God was doing, but I just began to look and, and see things. God was opening up my eyes, and so I began to start watching a little bit of church. Uh, Christian TV, I begin to listen to the radio. I, I begin to start, start making things in my life. I tried to change some things in my life, and I did some things on my own. And there are some things, there are some obstacles that you can move on your own. And then all of a sudden, that determination turned to desperation. Then I begin to feel that, that I just don't want God, I need God. Sometimes becoming desperate is a part of God's plan. I really believe that. I believe that sometimes becoming desperate is part of God's plan. If Hannah wasn't desperate, she would have never gave her son Samuel to be the first prophet. If she was having babies like crazy, she would have never said, Oh God, if you would just give me one child, I will give him to the church, to the pastor, to mentor him and make him uh, a man of God. If If she wasn't so desperate, she would have never prayed that prayer. But God allowed her to get to that place of desperation for her to pray that prayer and end up being the first prophet. And you may recognize him from coming to the house of Jesse with a bottle of anointing oil and said, I'm looking for the next king of Israel. And it's not a big man, but it was a little man come on somebody that he poured that oil on it would have never happened if hannah wasn't desperate desperate people just find their way into the path of god desperate people just have a way of finding themselves right at the right place at the right time when it comes to jesus desperate people do that People that's just like, yeah, if Jesus comes this way, then I might do something. But people that say, man, I'm willing to climb a tree. I'm willing to do whatever it is that that it needs to happen for me to have an encounter with Jesus. Come on, I'm trying to get us excited and to want to go deeper for the things of God in our life. This attitude, if God wants to bless me, man, he'll just have to do it. I'm telling you, God will pass you by. He passed everybody. Right before he came to Zacchaeus, blind Bartimaeus, I can preach that about being desperate. The Bible says there were many people out there watching Jesus. But one man named blind Bartimaeus said, is that Jesus that's coming this way? And they go, yeah, it is. And the Bible says he raised his voice and said, son of David, have mercy on me. And the Bible says the crowd said, shh, be quiet. We we don't get that excited here. We get that excited over a football game, but how dare you get that excited about the king of kings in the Lord? We get that excited about not having to wear a mask, but how dare we get that excited about meeting with God every morning? We get that excited about a new makeup line, about a new fashion, a new video game. But how dare us get excited about Jesus who gave his life for me? Think about that. What did he say? He said, man, he shouted even louder. And Jesus stopped, desperate people just find their way across the paths of God. He come right to the place. The Bible says, Jesus saw them right in the place. He came to the place, he looked up and he saw him. And he said to him, the Bible says, when he came to the place, he looked up and he saw him. You know what got me about this story? What's different about other people is like, Zacchaeus didn't say anything. He didn't call out to Jesus. He didn't say one word, he just climbed up and happened to be at that right place. And I began to think about that. You know, when you're really desperate, it's really, desperate isn't a feeling, it's a function. I mean, it's not saying you're desperate. We can sing about how desperate we are for God on Sunday but go right back to our lives by the end of the night. You're not desperate, you're not desperate. But when you position yourself, when you position yourself for an encounter of God, when you begin to position yourself, then you're getting desperate. The woman with the issue of blood, she remember her, another one, she looked and she saw that her miracle, Jesus, was coming. She said within herself, if I can only position myself, if I can only position myself through the crowd and take a chance. and may look dumb for climbing this tree. I might look dumb for being a person that shouldn't be in public because of my issue. Has your issue made you feel like that you can't be a part of what God has got for your life? This woman had an issue for eight years. It's not a new issue for eight years. It's the same issue for eight years. But she said, I'm tired, I'm desperate. I'm desperate. I'm beyond determined. I'm desperate that, God, I'll do anything for you to touch my life, to heal me. And she reached in, and she touched the hem of his garment, and she was healed instantly. But Zacchaeus didn't do that. Zacchaeus didn't say a word. He didn't shout out. He just positioned himself. I wrote this down. Desperate people don't just post about needing Jesus. They position themselves for an encounter with Jesus. I'm telling you this, we want revival. We want revival to really hit. It's not going to just come, you know, we want revival. William Seymour said, God, I want revival with no defects. But if that's not possible, send revival with defects and all. In other words, you get to the place, first we're like, you know, I'll serve Jesus, but he's got to leave this area alone. I'll serve Jesus, but, you know, he can't have this, or he can't have that. But desperate people are like, Jesus, listen, I'm going to do everything and anything I can to meet with you, because I need you in my life. I'm desperate. I don't care what people are going to say. I don't care what people are going to think. I don't care even what I think of myself. Lord, I just need you. There's something about you that I don't have. Something about you that my money couldn't buy me. Something about you that I couldn't get from Rome something I couldn't get from my own people the Jewish people God only you have what I need and I need that thing right there enough to climb a tree to run ahead of the crowd because I gotta have you I gotta have what you can give me that's desperate people that's desperation that's what desperation looks like God give us a people that are desperate for you This is how you get transformed right here. So many times I've had, like I said, friends and family and people. I went and got ready to get into Life Challenge, a program, and they find out one of my friends was like, man, they won't let me smoke in there. This dude's living on the streets, so addicted to drugs and alcohol. It's taking his family Brought, he brought his son to me and was like, can you be a father to my son? Because I can't right now. This, this, this guy was at that point in his life, stealing the aluminum siding off people's houses to go get high. I mean, he just wouldn't find this guy. Came to my house one time, and he's in my driveway just with a needle in his arm. And just like, you get the kids in the house, you know, I got to go out there and deal with this guy. I mean, this guy just was messed up. And I get him. Talk to him about Jesus. Okay, I'm determined. I was like, okay, you ready? I'll pay the 300 bucks or whatever it is to get you in the program, man. You need to get you need to get Jesus. It's not a program, it's Jesus. You know, it's this and that. Okay, I'm ready to go. Family's excited. We're excited. He, well, I can't smoke. And the guy literally dropped out of the program and wouldn't go past the interview because he couldn't smoke cigarettes. And I looked at, uh, Pastor Brown actually was helping me with that whole situation. And he goes, Eddie, don't feel bad. That guy just wasn't desperate enough. I thought he was being kind of hard when he said that. I was like, you know, and then I started thinking about it. No, wait a minute. I put in more work than he did. He wasn't desperate enough. Are you desperate enough? I believe God will allow things to happen in your life because he's moving you to a place of determination to desperation. He will allow things in your life because he wants people that desire him. David said, as the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs for you, oh God. Just like that deer with his tongue hanging out, running through the woods is so thirsty for some water. David said, that's how my soul is, for the presence of God. Father, that's that's desperation. River of life, is there anybody that's desperate anymore? Has COVID taken your desperation? Is anybody so hungry and thirsty? thirsty if any man thirst after me i will fill him with the rivers of living water is anybody thirsty for him today come on give him some praise today if you're thirsty in the house of god if you're at home come on clap your hands together say i'm i'm desperate for him and then we move to the conversation of zacchaeus and jesus he was determined you got to get determined you got to get past being curious Got to get past, I'm just going to tune in this Sunday and see what song they're singing. I'm just going to come to church today. (sighs) What's going to happen? You know, I guess so, since I live down the street. We got some desperate people at River of Life, because y'all drive from everywhere. As a church that's alive, it's worth the drive. Amen? So I know I'm preaching to the choir here when it comes to that. But let's go a little further with just... That some of you online, some of you that are here, you may even come to church, but you're not desperate for the presence of God. That's what I'm trying to get us to come to. Listen, that's what the table talks is all about. That's what Jesus was doing his whole ministry was finding people and people that weren't desperate. The Pharisees, those, those people, they didn't get it. Jesus ended up turning into a big argument and Jesus just left. That's why he finds people like Zacchaeus, the woman at the well, which I can't wait to get to on Easter. All these people, he just found people that were desperate for him. They got the miracles. They moved to desperation where you gotta have Jesus. When I got saved, I said, God, I don't know if I can serve you. I really don't know if I can do this. But I know I can't do this without, I gotta change, I need you. And you talk about having a conversation, that's what I begin to do. What I love about this it's so unique, it's different than all the other table talks because the Bible says that they went into the room and there's, there's not one mention of what was said in that conversation. It just says there right around verse six or so that they went in and it says that Zacchaeus received him joyfully. That's all they got. That's all it says about it, is that he wanted to sit down with Jesus. I love talking to people who are hungry for God. I love people. You know, when you sit down with people and you got to do all the talking about Jesus, I'm telling you right now, plant some seeds and go because you're wasting both your time. Jesus never did that. When you get people that are hungry, asking questions, man, you talk to them all day. And the Bible says that this man was so excited about Jesus. He received them joyfully. They went in and they shut the door. You know why they shut the door? Is because every time you, these, these moments right here sometimes are personal and private. Sometimes you need to shut the door on some table talks you have with the Lord. Matthew don't even mention this story. Mark don't even mention it. John don't mention it. Luke mentions it, but he doesn't say what was said in the conversation. Why? Because Luke wasn't invited in either. What was going on in that conversation? Wouldn't you have loved to have found out what happened to take a man that's the most hated man in Jericho to become the poster child of Christianity? Man, what was said in that room for that guy to go all about the money, all about the bank account? I mean, this guy had everything. This guy had so much bank, it was ridiculous. I wouldn't doubt when he was climbing that tree, there were some kids waiting for some chains to drop. But he was the most hated man. I was reading that some of the theologians said the reason why he also didn't stick around with the crowd is because the crowd would have took that opportunity while he's there was to beat him down. They hated this man. And what I've learned in God's, what God will sometimes do in people's life is he will have people turn against you on purpose in your life because he's trying to get you to pull away from that crowd. Don't try to hang on to people that God's trying to eliminate from your life. Because some people are in your season in the wilderness, but they're not meant to go to your promised land. Thank God Jericho said, I'm going to run ahead of the crowd. That's a message for somebody right there. I'm going to run ahead of the crowd. They sat down and they had their conversation. Conversation. What is a conversation? I was looking it up. Conversation is an exchange. You know what the opposite of conversation? I, I said, what's an antonym of conversation? Stagnation. That's when people just hear a message and hear from God and just stagnant. So they had a conversation. There was some exchanging that was happening. I love what Isaiah 118, 119, it says, come, let us reason together. Come, let us reason together. Though your sins be like scarlet, they shall be uh, like snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be white as wool. Come, let us reason together. One thing I do know what Jesus was saying in there was he was saying to him, Zacchaeus, I know you, you, uh, you were raised to be a son of Abraham. Because this is something he said publicly. Did you catch that? He came out, he said, truly salvation has come to his house. And then he says this, and also, by the way, he's a son of Abraham. He publicly said, "All you that's been hating on him and ostracized him. He was was born to be a Jew, but he has alienated himself. I understand that he hasn't been acting like that, but he is now spiritually born into the kingdom. He is now a part of the family of Abraham. So I think that came up in the conversation. I believe Jesus was removing some obstacles that he couldn't remove. And let me tell you something there are some obstacles you can remove. There are some trees you do need to climb. There are some crowds you do need to run ahead of. There are some, some things that you need to do in your life that God won't do. Listen, God, there are some things in your life that God won't do, and there are some things in your life that, God, that you need, God, that you can't do. And for Zacchaeus, he needed to eliminate some things out of his life, but here he needed Jesus to help him, and one of them was I think he felt like he wasn't good enough. One of it might have been like, Jesus, I think I went a little bit too far. I got chasing the money. And man, I drifted from my foundation of faith. Some of you, maybe you're watching online or you're here and you're like, Zacchaeus, you, you've drifted from your, your childhood faith. You've drifted from that relationship you once had with God. I believe Jesus was sitting at that table saying, Zacchaeus, you can start over right now, man. That's why I came to this city. They don't know that. But in about a week and a half, I'm going to die on a cross and I'm going to die for you. I don't know what he said in there. But he began to remove the obstacles out of the way. Maybe there's some obstacles in your life that you've allowed to get in the way between you and Jesus. You need Jesus to remove them out of your life. I'm telling you, he can remove them out of your life. He can remove them out of your life. I'm not good enough. No one's good enough. That's why he came to the cross for all of us. There's some things, though, you got to remove. out of You can remove uh, yourself some obstacles out of your life. For me, I, I had to avoid an entire neighborhood for two years. That was me. That was an obstacle. There were some other things that God removed for me, the desires in my life. It began to change. And I'm talking about real transformation today. Zacchaeus stood up and he said, Lord, look. Everybody say, look. In other words, you know, I'm not going to just tell you about it. You can see by transformation. When a person really gets transformed, you can see the change in their life. People are saying, oh, quit judging me. That's all in my past. Well, if you're still doing it, it's not your past. It's your pattern. But Zacchaeus said, no, I, I, had an, I had a conversation with the Lord, and, and, and now I am different. I, I once was this way, but now I am this way. Somebody say transformation. That's what we're needing in America. That's what we're needing in the church. That's what we're needing in this world. It's not a bunch of religious people highlighting scriptures and putting little fancy things on it. It's a transformed heart. It's a life that's been changed by the power of God. Come on, stand with me today. Come on, stand with me today. He said, Lord, look, Lord, look, what can you say? Lord, look, since I've had a encounter with you, I no longer do. Because, I, man, why are, you, why are you so hard on this one point? Because listen, if you get saved the right way, you'll live the right way. And for many, they just find their ways into the church, but Zacchaeus did something that no one else did. He got desperate for God. Come to my house, Lord. Jesus said, I'm going to come to your house, man. Man, how big of a deal was that? Have thousands of people out there all hating this one guy. Jesus walks up and finds the most hated guy. And he goes, hey, Zacchaeus. I know they're going, Oh, he's going to get him now. He, he saw what he posted on Instagram. Get him, Jesus. And he's all about the dollars and cents. You know, he'd be talking about God. You know, go ahead, tell him. And Jesus said, hey, Zacchaeus. Since you have enough hunger and desire for me that you ran ahead of all these judgmental fools and especially you got even over your pride to climb up into a tree and don't care what people are going to say about you or even think about you just because you because you got desperate enough to just get my attention I'm going to come to your house today and we're going to order some Chick-fil-A and we're going to have some church in your house today. Come on people. Because you're desperate because you're desperate. I don't want to preach a series, another series that we just oh that's so cute. yeah, I like the illustration. I love the tables. Kavar had two tables. Pastor Steve had the giorno on the stage. Oh, this has been a, such a fun series for me and my family When you open River kids. <laughs> I mean, I know we—that's we, important—but sometimes we get lost in all that. I want to: Are you hungry for God? Are, are you like God? I need you. Some of you've been serving God so much, and listen—it's possible to be educated above the level of your obedience. Church people, hear me today, because this is just Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was me. That's how, I'm from Ecor, so that's how we sung it anyway. Some of you are like, "Man, I heard about that story." Listen, you can get so educated, you're above the level of your obedience you go watch a game and know everything about basketball everything about football and never threw a football in your life you're educated above your level of obedience it's not about information today it's not about information today i am tended to have none of them points they just helped me guide through the message today but it's not about information Come on, close your notebooks. Close, your, close if you're watching online or wherever you are. I know you're standing here in the gym. Come on, just listen. It's not about information today. God is wanting true transformation, and it can happen today. It can happen right now. I just got a question for you. Are you desperate enough for it to happen? Do you really want to change? Aren't you tired? I think Zacchaeus did all of that because he's just tired. As silly as it sounds, he was tired of, of just running for the money. It gets old. I was tired of the party scene. The same old drunk, same old fight, same old this, same old drama, same old police, same old warrant, same old this, same old running. And then I started going to work, and you know, I wasn't on the streets, but it was the same old drama, same old this, talking about this and that person, and always this, this, and empty, always drinking, but always thirsty. I said, Man, doesn't this ever get old? God said, Yeah, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for you to get desperate. Are you desperate for him today? You want a miracle? Are you desperate enough for it? Are you desperate? Oh, man, I know. We don't have river kids, so i got five more minutes. Come on. He said to the prophet, he took him to a valley of dead and dry bones. The Bible says the bones were very dead and very dry. Why didn't he take them to a hospital where they were kind of like fading or dying or on life support? Because God will sometimes wait till the situation is so bad, so bad, where it's no way in the world God can turn it around. God said, that's what I've been waiting on. Now I just want to know if you're desperate enough to still believe that I can do it. Can these bones live? He was like, God, can you do it? Can you do it? No, no, don't don't ask me no more questions. I want to ask you a question. Are you desperate enough? bones live. Can your family get saved? Can you really see a miracle? Do you really believe it? Ezekiel said, okay God. Okay God. And then the Bible says, then the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and he said, speak to these dead dry bones. Come on, speak to your desperation today. Are you desperate today? Lift your hands today. Lift your hands online and begin to speak to that dead dry bone in your life. Oh God, a thirst, give me a hunger get this addiction out of my life get this depression out of my life come on River, come on ask Him right now, Jesus are you passing by, come on heal my marriage Come on. I'm desperate God, I'll do whatever it takes I'm desperate God save my teenager they're on drugs, they don't even know it they're messed up and they don't even know it come on, what are you desperate for Jesus Come on, I want you to come out of your seat. If you want to come to the altar, you can. I want you to come out of the seat. And we're going to just worship right now. I want the desperate people Nothing to just lift your voice right now. Come on, there's no River Kids to check is. out right now. The Holy Spirit is moving in this Nothing place And hey, I you want you to know how many desperate people I do we got at 1665-Gerald, well. Sumter Road. How many desperate people are watching online? Come on, stand to your Nothing feet at home. Lift those hands up. Come on, is Jesus Nothing passing by. they get I, I just want you. Come on. I need you, Lord. Nothing I need you, Lord. Nothing else. Well, amen and amen. I pray that message was a blessing to you, that you received some sort of encouragement or word of instruction from the Lord. That's our prayer at River of Light. that every time you tune in, that God speaks directly to your heart. Well, this is Pastor Eddie again. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast and remind you that every Tuesday a new message is uploaded. Also, if you want to watch one of our services, head over to our YouTube channel. It's River of Life Church, a church of his presence, his promises, and all people. And you can watch one of our services that way as well. So God bless you. I pray God's presence be with you uh, for the rest of the week. Amen.